You're right, people, and welcome to a new episode of the Hide the Cutlery podcast. My name is Stinson Hunter, and I really appreciate you all checking this podcast out. I know it's been a good couple of months since I last did a podcast. You know, a lot of stuff's been going on in the world, and it kind of left me a little bit, you know, a bit, what's the word, disjointed? Maybe that isn't the right word, but I felt, you know, we had the terror attacks in Manchester and London and all the other madness that was going on in the world, and I, I you know, th- that was at the time when I just started the podcast, so I was trying to get them done weekly, and when all that was happening, I really didn't want to, you know, talk about it, I didn't want to sort of throw my bits into it, because, you know, everyone else is doing that, and I just wanted to talk about other things, but all my mind was focused on was, was these horrible, horrific events that had occurred, so, uh, you know, and obviously that that sort of was a few months ago and then in between that time I've kind of lost direction I kind of lost my flow and I'm just going to try and get back into it now um, so you know those that you know the, the few people that do like my podcast I'm really sorry that there hasn't been a new one for a while you know I've just been trying to think how can I get my head back into this and then someone yesterday somebody that I'm actually looking at getting uh, as a guest on the show asked me the question is like mate, what's happening with Hide the Cutlery? And I'm like, you know what, that's a really good question, man. That's a really good question. Why haven't I done any? You know, it's something that I went to a lot of efforts to make happen. I went to a lot of effort to buy the equipment, to buy the things that I needed to try and, you know, get a decent sounding podcast out there. You know, I'm no expert with these gadgets. You know, I'm not an expert with stuff like that, but I went out of my way to learn. To, to try and get a grip of, you know, the art of podcasting. And I felt, you know what, it's a bit of a waste, you know. I, if I've bought this stuff, if I've started to kit, kit my little man cave out with stuff, I need, to, uh, I need to follow it through, you know. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm just going to talk about some of the things that have been going on, some of the little things that have been going on in my little world for the past couple of months and what I've been trying to do. And, you know, the work that I've been pulling together. And the biggest one for me, the biggest one for me is I am trying at the moment. No, I'm not trying. I am um, working on a way to... Let me start from the beginning. I was approached. I watched Three Girls. uh, You know, if if, if any of the people watched that, that was on on BBC, Three Girls, uh, about the, you know, the grooming and the sexual exploitation of of, uh, really young teenagers, girls, and the rapes and whatever else that went, you know, the horrificness that went with that. And, you know, it hit, it hit, it hit, a nerve with me because I'd witnessed that as a kid. I was in care and I witnessed this happening to girls. I was indirectly used by these people that were grooming my friends and abusing my friends. I was indirectly used by these people to do things to enable um, them to get access to my friends. And, you know, I was a kid at the time, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was all normal. It's not until you look back on it all and you start to think about it and you start to talk to people and you realize that, that you know th- this th- that was wrong what was going on and there was nothing that was done done about it you know my first ever criminal conviction was actually stealing a mobile phone this was back in the sort of coming towards the back end of the 90s this is about 97 98 and i stole a mobile phone 
from the, the, the manager's office at the children's home that I was in at the time and I phoned up the company and bullshitted them to unlock the phone so it could be used. This was pre-pay-as-you-go. Like, pay-as-you-go was still really, really new. Like, back when not everybody had mobile phones. You know, it was it was the, a select few in society that had mobile phones. And because the, the staff at the children's home had barred calls on the kids' phone, we had a pay phone in there, like a card pay phone. Remember phone cards? We had one of those. Um, these groomers, these abusers, wanted to get access to these the girls that were living in the in the kids' home. And, um, you know, I was skilled at getting through locks without damage or damaging them. I was pretty skilled at, you know, I sounded a lot older than what I did on the phone. You know, I, I was 14, 15, and I sounded a lot older on the phone. Um, I've pretty much always sounded how I sound now since, uh, you know, my balls dropped and this voice came out. So, you know, going back to the three girls, that, that brought up a lot of emotions with me, a lot. And I think that may have played a part in me pulling back from doing the podcast. But, you know, I really wanted to go deep on, on, on the whole thing. But, you know, it really did deeply affect me. But in the process of watching Three Girls and tweeting about Three Girls, um, a guy called Danny from a group called Shatterboys approached me and asked me to be a, an ambassador for, for their course. Now, at first, I was working on this stuff that I was that I'd, that I'd started with Dan Reed. For those that have heard my podcast previously, I, I had a, my own series for Channel 4, uh, directed and produced by Dan Reed, um, and I was kind of, steering it and, and I was in charge of it all and I was sort of pushing this this show forward and unfortunately for whatever reasons Dan decided to pull the plug on it you know I've spoke about that before so I won't go into it again if you want to listen to that that's in previous podcasts you can listen to it over on SoundCloud iTunes um, and I'll probably upload this to Facebook as well and YouTube and my plan was to sort of go back into the production of these these documentaries that I was that, that I was working on with Dan. And when Danny approached me from Shadowboys, when Danny approached me and asked me to be an ambassador, I was kind of like, "Yeah, I'll do it." But at the minute, I'm just trying to focus on what I'm trying to do here. And I was honest with him. I said, "Look, I'll, I'll give me a few months, and I'll I'll, I'll 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 give you some time, and I'll do what you want me to do." And I was talking to my missus about it. I said, oh yeah, th this uh, group's asked me to be an ambassador for, for their uh, their movement. But I've, I've kind of, you know, knocked it, knocked it back and said, look, in a few months, maybe when I've got a free schedule. And she was like, looking at me like, kind of like, what? Why? You know, she didn't say anything, but I could tell by her face. You know, I, me and my missus, we have two separate jobs. You know, she, I do my stuff and she does her stuff. And, you know, we don't talk, you know, the nature of her job, she can't talk to me about what, what goes on at her job. And, you know, I don't talk to her about, you know, whatever I'm up to. I just, little tidbits get thrown in every now and then. And I could tell by her face that she, she was a bit like, what, why, like, this, this is you. And then I spoke to a, a friend um, about the whole thing, and I was like, and after that conversation, I kind of realized that, you know, I could be an ambassador, which is fair enough, you know, 
but that isn't what I'm about. You know, I don't like to just kind of, um, what's the word? I don't like to do things half-heartedly. I like to throw myself in completely. So I started having conversations with people, started started discussing, you know, the whole Shatter Boys thing and, and, and what that meant to me and what, what I could bring to the table. And I approached Danny and I was like, look, man, I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to give you my entire focus on your cause to get your message out there. So, from then, I've been trying to sort of, I've met a guy that is going to help me create some sort of documentary, some kind of film regarding um, abuse survivors, you know, regard, you know, around their battles, you know, who they are, who they were, who they've become because of this abuse, what happened in their abuse, getting to the bottom of you know, these stories that kind of, in a way, get washed over by the media, you know, particularly, you know, this is primarily focused on, for me, um, and and Danny also, it's primarily sort of centres around male survivors, which, you know, I think that kind of does get sort of brushed over a little bit. And people don't tend to take it too seriously. Like, I know people do, but, you know, you see things in the papers. Like, there was this thing about some guy, and they named a burger after him. And he was a convicted sex offender because he was going around groping men. Purple I think his name is. And I was looking at all the comments, and it's like, you're making a joke out of this, but that guy is a convicted sex offender. Why is it funny when it's done to men, but when it's a woman... You know, rightfully so, rightfully so, people are up in arms about it. Uh, and why are people, not everybody, you know, it's not everybody, it's, just, it's, just, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's more so the media, I think, that they don't sort of portray in a light that I believe it should be portrayed in. I think that everybody, everybody, everybody's abuse is just as abhorrent as everyone else's. And I think that everybody should have that same level of respect and dignity shown to them, you know, about their abuse. And when restaurants are naming burgers after convicted sex offenders, you know, uh, and people think that's funny, that, that riles me up. That gets me a little bit angry. So my goal here is to create sort of, to tell stories, to tell the stories of these these people in a way where it's not exploitative. Is that the right word? Yeah, I think it'll do. <laughs> the, the, you know, it's not sort of. It's telling the real stories and giving their them the chance to act, convey their story in a way where it's it can reach people and it can hopefully help other people open up and speak more publicly. You know, and this isn't just because it's sort of heavily focused on male abuse survivors. It doesn't mean that it's exclusive to male abuse survivors, you know. But I've seen a trend, and I and I want that trend to change. I want that sort of the way people look at male abuse survivors. I want that to kind of change, 
you know, I think that, and I've said before, rightfully so, there's a lot of focus on, you know, female survivors, and that's, that's you know, that that's, that needs to be always there, and it never needs to be taken away. We never should downplay that, you know. But at the same time, there's male abuse survivors that, that they need to be brought up there as well. It all needs to be on the same level. It all needs to be on an even keel. You know, these people, these survivors, these these people that were victims of these abhorrent crimes, they all need to have their stories told in a way that can encourage other people to come forward, to give other people the strength and the power to talk about their abuse and what they've been through and how they got through it. And if they haven't gotten through it, if they're still... If they're still, you know, because it's, it's not something that ever goes away, but some people find, you know, they can direct their anger, their hurt, their pain into doing something positive. You know, like Danny and, you know, and, and the people at Shatterboys. But there's other people that haven't found that path, haven't found that way to express themselves and, and, and it, it results in a cycle of, uh, of crime and, drug abuse and broken down relationships and solitude and things like that. And I want to be able to, you know, help these people move forward, help everybody move forward. So that's kind of what I'm at, where I'm at at the minute. You know, I've met a guy, um, his name's Liam. I've met a guy, he he's really interested in helping with, um, help me create this visual piece around um around uh, shatter boys and around abuse survivors um you know but it's it's kind of it's it, to be honest i'll be honest i'll be really honest with you um I, I i do struggle with it sometimes not not with not with sort of you know the content that I've got to sort of, I'm going to have to go through and, and, and whatever else. It's more, I really struggle with trying to get it all to work, trying to get it all to fit together. You know, I'm not the most sort of, I'm organized, but it's chaos. And I kind of need that piece there that's like, this is what we're doing, this is when it's happening, uh, and to keep me on track. Because as, as, the, as, the, as the days roll over into weeks and the weeks roll over into months, it's kind of like a stall. And, and that's kind of where I feel I'm at now. Like, I find it, it's, it's quite difficult for me at the minute to sort of travel from where I live. I live in Scotland at the minute. And it's quite difficult for me to travel back to England and back up and it not to cost a, a fair chunk. You know, it does cost quite a lot. So it's sort of as and when I've got I get paid and whatever else and I use that to go and do this that and the other and and that's where I struggle and uh, it, it's trying to match everyone else's time up together like Liam's got his stuff he's doing and the other people that are doing stuff with me they've got their stuff going on and they they you know they've uh, haven't got the time to dedicate it to to what I need I need I need sort of 100% focus on it you know, to keep me 100% focused. And that's how I worked before. That's how I worked with when I did the paedophile hunter. You know, I had people around me that were as focused as me and had everything 
to put into this um, and, and they kept me moving forward. So it's kind of a bit of a struggle with me personally on a, on that level. You know, if I could, get, if I had the people around me and I could be like, right, this is what we're doing. We're doing that, that, that. You get that done. You get that done. And I could rely on people to get things done then things would move a lot faster. But it seems like sometimes people, you know, say one thing, best of intentions, but then that drip, they drop off. And then I'm sort of like, well, what do I do? And we're waiting for these people and waiting for them people, you know. Um, so it's kind of like, in a way, I need, a, uh, not a manager, but I need an assistant type person that will be like, right, this is what we're doing. We're doing this. And, and they can dedicate their their time to to help me push forward i mean i know i should be able to do it all myself but there's that many things that go on in the world with my little world you know i've got things that i do aside of the internet i've got jobs and stuff that i do away from the you know somewhat public eye that i still have left on me not much but you know i'm not as relevant as what i was a few years ago but you know um i have things that are away from the internet like a lot of people don't realize that that I do other things aside everything else. But that's my focus and that's where I'm going at the minute. That's my whole sort of drive is to tell these stories uh, and create these short films for the internet, for free. You know, they'll be online for people to watch. You know, it's not about sort of selling them to the BBC or, you know, fuck the BBC. But selling them to you know, TV networks and stuff like that. You know, it's about getting these these pieces of pieces of these stories out there for folk for folk to see and to hopefully relate to and to engage with and to you know tell hopefully inspire people to move forward and to, to express themselves and talk about their abuse and to talk about what they've been through and we can challenge the public's perception. So that's that's where I'm at. That's what I'm trying to do. And sometimes it seems like I'm not doing anything. Sometimes it seems like I've got a board with an idea or that that I say one thing and some uh, you know and, and I do a different thing. Which isn't the case. It just kind of like I'm. I'm very sort of. I should probably talk more, especially on my Facebook page, where there's a lot of people on there that that are waiting for me to do something. I, I should probably talk more on there and not sort of piss about on Twitter so much, because I think some people get it twisted and think that that's reality. What I'm doing on Twitter or whatever I'm doing elsewhere, that's reality, and it's not. That's just a one percent of what I like to get up to. And um, I've got this show planned for November in Manchester. Whether that's going to happen or not, you know, I don't know what's going on with that at the minute. You know, I'm really sort of, it's a bit, for me, there's a few things that are up in the air that I don't really know what's going on because I've not really had much feedback on it. Um, but, you know, if that venue, if that doesn't, if that doesn't come through, then... You know, I'm going to be looking at other venues where I can go and I can put this event on that I'm planning where, 
you know, we're going to get certain people to come up and talk and then I'll do my little bit that, you know, for those that know about the the whole truth and nothing, the, the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth show that I did in Birmingham last year that's on YouTube. Um, and I think it's on my Facebook page as well. You know, I'm going to kind of do that sort of thing as well at the end. You know, I want to I want to get, you know, people, other people to come and do it like, like a proper show, where it, but it's centered around survivors of abuse and people that have witnessed abuse and people that have fought against abusers um so yeah that's kind of where i'm at that's kind of where i'm at um so if anyone's listened to this and knows of any venues that you know because i'd like to do a few different shows around around the uk anywhere in the uk i'd like to do a few different shows that's kind of like my goal towards the end of this it's sort of I'd like to showcase these little short films that I'm making that I want to make for Shattered Boys and then I want to take it on like a little tour around the UK and and invite survivors and invite people that, that have got something to say about, you know, abuse, sexual abuse and whatever else and invite these people to come and talk on the stage and, and to share their experiences with with the public and start a wider dialogue. So yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of like what's going on at the minute. I know that sounds a little bit all over the place right now, but that's kind of like where I'm headed. I'm headed towards that. I am wholeheartedly, passionately um, focused on that, and I, I hopefully I can get Danny on a show soon. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna message him soon and see if he wants to come on and do a little bit of a chat, which I'm sure he will because Danny's a really good guy. Shatter Boys, go and check them out. Right, Shatter Boys. I'll um I'll I'll. I don't know if I could post a link on the podcast. But just go onto Facebook, Shatterboys, Twitter, Shatterboys. Uh, they've got a website as well. And Jane works with them as well. Jane, she's a lovely, lovely woman. Um, I actually met Jane and Danny and a few others um, in Manchester about a month, month and a half ago, whenever it was. Um, and, uh, and, and Danny and Jane are really inspirational people. Jane's son, Billy, is absolutely incredible. He... This kid, right, he's 16. Don't be compactionized when I say he's a kid. This kid, 16, got a horse box, you know, them big lorry things that you shove horses in, and transformed it into, like, a, 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 like a van with, like, beds and everything. Honestly, it's incredible. It's absolutely amazing. If you go over to Twitter um, and, and you tweet me, I'll, I'll, I'll link you to Jane, and I'm sure she'll send you the... Uh, I'm sure she'll send you the link to the newspaper article, but, my God, that kid has got talent. That kid has got some talent, and I was really sort of blown away by this meeting that we had. You know, it was really quite special, and you know, it wasn't just me that was at the meeting. Um, that you know, I had someone else there that was that, that sort of helping out in the background and helping me do little bits and bobs at the minute. Um, but like I say, there's uh, everyone else has got their own things going on, so it's whether. You know, if people are still in, if they're out, if they're out, they're out. You know, I'm cool with everybody. I've not, there's no been falling outs or anything, but it's kind of like I need to get the focus back on what I've set out to do. And I went to Birmingham to to um, to meet people, and a few things went wrong. And this was like two weeks ago. A few things went wrong, and it it sort of knocked me a little bit. And I'm really trying to get myself focused to back in the game. Um, you know, there was a few sort of mishaps, mainly on my part, mainly on my part. But I'm trying to get my head back in the game with that and, and pull everything together. So, 
I'm looking for guests for this podcast as well. You know, people that have got stories to tell, people that have, you know, they want to come on and chat and we can talk about, it doesn't have to be about abuse, it can be about anything that's, that's important. If you've got a story to tell, that's what I want to do. And I want to get this back on, back on, back on the, uh, back on, what's the word, back on track, back on track. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm talking with Liam about doing a podcast as well, which would be sort of a more visual, um, a visual podcast as well, where it's sort of a setup with cameras and we film it and, and everything else, where it's sort of, I do a few, le- I lead on a few and he leads on another few and, you know, so I won't be there and because obviously I live far away. Um, yeah, I mean, we can do it. There's podcasts that you can do, like these podcasts are quite, quite easy to set up, but my podcast particularly um is is primarily sort of you know get someone on the phone and we'll talk we'll talk there um but i want something where it's a bit more visual where you can see people and you can talk you know you get people into a studio and and chat anyway i've gone on for 25 minutes or so now and i'm going to end this uh because i think i've spoken enough and i think i've given bits away that you know maybe get people thinking ah Stinson's up to something but yeah go and ch- check Shatterboys out go and check them out I really can't wait to to get this this show on the road I just it's just a pain when I live so far away at the minute and you know with how much it costs to get to places and you know I don't drive that's the trouble if I drove it'd be easier but you know it's, I haven't passed my test yet. I can drive, but I haven't passed my test yet. And I'm a bit sort of, mm, about it, you know, for various personal reasons. But anyway, I want to end this. Uh, for those that uh, want any more information um, or want to get in touch about being a guest on this show, whatever you want to call it, uh, you go to hidethecutlery.com. Uh, and there's a contact form there where you can sort of get in touch. Uh, and if you, uh, if there's anybody that wants to sort of help, um, you know, with, um, you know, sort of, um, that doesn't matter. That that last bit I was going to say, ignore what I was going to say because it was it. I hadn't thought it through what I was going to say. But any more information about anything else that I'm up to or whatever else, if you go to stinsonhunter.com. There's bits and bobs there. There's uh, there's ways. There's information how you can help out, um, and yeah. So, like I say, there'll be a, there'll be more podcasts coming up. Hopefully, I've got a I've got a guy that wants to come on, an ex offender that wants to talk, um, and I and he's doing some various work in the field about rehabilitation of offenders. Um, so that'll be quite interesting to sort of get that on the go. Uh, and anybody else has got something to talk about, you know, I, I don't just want to focus on that. I want to focus on various different subjects to kind of get a conversation going because that's what I like. I like throwing something into the mix and watching how people react and talk about it and then sort of move forward from there. And, and you know, conversation is really important. Conversations and controversial conversations and conversations that people wouldn't normally have, I think, are really important. So, yeah, um, I'm going to end it. I'm going to end this now. I really appreciate you all uh, listening to this. If you've stuck with this for the 27, nearly 28 minutes, I really appreciate it. For those that have gone, then this this bit's completely pointless because you can't hear it because you've already clicked off. So, yeah, thanks for checking out the Hide the Cutlery podcast. I am sure that there'll be more coming very soon. 
Uh, maybe, you know, hopefully less garbled than what this is with a bit more focus and direction. I didn't plan what I was doing. I just thought, I went into my garage to put the lawnmower back. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. That's what I'm going to do today. And I've done it. So thanks for listening. My name's been Stinson Hunter, and I really, really appreciate you spending your valuable time listening to this and listening to me talk. Cheers.